0: Father, this morning, I thank you, this afternoon, I thank you and I praise you, Lord. Father, you've already begun to have your way this, mo- this whole day. And Father, I ask that you would continue to have your way, that your spirit would continue to move, that the hearts and the minds of your people would be open to receive exactly what you have for them today, my God. Father, we pray for salvation this morning. We pray for transformation, God. Lord, and I pray that people would hear your voice this morning, not mine, but yours, That they would respond to it, God. That faith will go to another level this morning, God. Lord, this morning, I thank you. This afternoon, I thank you. I praise you, God, in the mighty name of Jesus. And together we all said, amen. Come on, give him another hand of praise here this morning. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Go ahead and grab your Bibles here this morning and turn to the book of Jeremiah, chapter 6. Hallelujah. Does anybody here like poems? Hallelujah. Well, I'm going to share one to you in a second. Amen. Jeremiah chapter 6. Hopefully, you have your word with you here this morning. Praise God, because this is what's going to transform you and change your life. It's going to be the word of God. It's not necessarily going to be the messages. The messages are what's going to get you curious. Amen. It's what's going to kind of get you kind of excited to go look up in the word. Amen. What God wants exactly for your life. And again, God has got a plan. God has got a destiny for every single one of us here this morning. Can I hear an Amen. Is everybody there in Jeremiah chapter 6? Praise the Lord. Verse 16. This is what the Lord says. Stand at the crossroads and look. Ask for the ancient path and ask where the good way is. And walk in it and you will find rest for your souls. But you say we will not walk in it. Praise the Lord. Stand at the crossroads and look, the Bible says. Now this afternoon I asked you, if you guys if you guys like poems, amen? A couple of you said I do. How many of you guys like romantic poems? Well, unfortunately, I'm not going to read you one of those here this morning, amen? It's not Valentine's Day yet, hallelujah. I'm saving that one for my wife, hallelujah. you can go ahead and have your seat here this morning, praise God. And again, pray for my wife. She's not here this morning. She's there. She uh, injured her wing, hallelujah. So she's at home nursing her wing, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. It wasn't me, amen. When you see her with a sling, it wasn't me, hallelujah. But also, I want to thank Pastor Stephen and Sister Chella for the opportunity to speak here this morning, Praise the Lord also, the rest of the leadership, for giving me this honor. And again, here this morning, I am thankful for my salvation. I am grateful for my... Anybody here grateful for your salvation? Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, here this morning, I want to share a very... I don't know if sure if it's a very famous poem, but it's a very famous writer who wrote this poem. In fact, he's actually a doctor. Hallelujah. You might have heard of him. His name is Dr. Seuss. Very famous doctor. Hallelujah. Very famous doctor. Amen. But I'm not sure if you've ever heard this poem before. I never heard it. Um... It's called the Zoad in the Road, praise the Lord. So bear with me, Amen. I'm not really a poem reader, but I'm going to give it my best attempt here, Amen. Bible or not the Bible, but the poem says this, Hallelujah. Did I ever tell you about the young Zoad who came to sing in a fork in the road? He looked one way and the other way too. The Zoad had to make up his mind what to do. Well, the Zoad scratched his head and his chin and his pants, and he said to himself, "I'll be taking a chance." If I go to place one, that place may be hot. So how will I know if I like it or not? On the other hand, though, I'll feel such a fool if I go to place two and I find it's too cool. In that case, I might catch a chill and turn blue. So place one may be the best and not place two. Play safe, cried the zoad. I'll play safe. I'm no dunce. I'll, simple, I'll simply start off to both places at once. And that's how the zoad who cannot take a chance, went no place at all with a split in his pants hallelujah give jesus a hand of praise amen Amen. hallelujah that poor zoad amen somebody pray for me hallelujah i'm trying to read usually my wife types out my messages this time i gave that opportunity to my daughter hallelujah thank you jesus for daughters praise the lord but here we see that this poor, poor Zoad, whatever a Zoad is, I have no idea what it is. And if you know Dr. Seuss, you can probably picture something in your mind of what he kind of looks like. Amen. And just imagine this poor guy standing at a crossroads. Amen. And he couldn't make up his mind which way to go. Has anybody here ever been in that kind of a situation before? You've been somewhere and you just couldn't decide which way to go. It's just me. Okay. There's a few of us here this morning. Amen. I know some of us guys, that happens to us. Amen. But here, he couldn't decide which way to go, so he decided to not really make a decision at all. Sound familiar to anybody? You know, you have to make a decision, but you've decided, I'm just not going to make a decision. I'm just not going to do anything. Or like him, he decided, I'm going to try to go both places at the same time. Amen? He didn't want to make a decision. So in his indecision, he actually made a decision. Hello? Amen? Did you know that? Even when you decide not to make a decision, you've actually made a decision. And sometimes that can be dangerous. Amen? He didn't want to make a decision because he wouldn't want to take a chance. So he went no place at all with a split in his pants. Hallelujah. Now in the Bible, God is constantly telling his people to make a decision. Constantly, God is always telling his people, make a decision. In Joshua chapter 24, the Bible says, choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve. Amen? Basically what he's saying is, make up your mind. Hmm? Make up your mind. Make a choice. Make a decision today. Why? Because to decide not to decide is to decide. Very, very dangerous again. Here in our scripture, we see that Jeremiah was telling, he was talking to the people of Israel to make a decision. He tells them, this is what the Lord says, stand at the crossroads and look. Ask for the ancient path. Ask where the good way is and walk in it and you will find rest for your souls. Does anybody here want rest for your soul? Well, just like the Zoad, God is always telling his people, you're at a crossroads. You got to make a decision. Decide which road you're going to choose because you have to choose one way or the other. Can I hear an amen? Because your eternity, my eternity, hangs on our decision. Where is your eternity going to be? Is it going to be in heaven with God or is it going to be someplace else? Hmm, it's a little bit hot there, amen? Like the Zoad said. If I go there, it might be hot. Hello. I don't like hot places. Amen. Even in his Sermon on the Mount, Jesus echoes the words of Jeremiah there in the book of Matthew. He says, enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction. And many enter through it, but small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life, and only a few find it. See, God always gives us a choice. Did you know that? God has always given us choices. He's given us that free will to be able to choose to serve him or not to serve him. To do right or not to do right. He's always given us as a choice, amen? The choice is ours to make. One road is very easy to travel. That's a pretty popular road. The wide road, amen? Kind of like the aisle right here down the middle. That's a pretty wide aisle. You find a lot of people on that road, amen? But then you also have the narrow road. I call that right here. This is the narrow road at the altar. Because not everybody comes to the altar. This is the narrow road. Not a whole lot of people always come up here. You don't find a lot of people on the narrow road, amen? It's not too popular. Why not? Why isn't the narrow road so popular? What's so different about the broad road and the narrow road, besides one being broad, one being narrow? What is the difference? Well, just like the Zoad, and hopefully nobody here this morning, amen, they try to compromise, right? A lot of them try to say, well, the narrow road is it's too narrow, Amen? It's too intolerant. It's too strict. Hello. They say a little Jesus is a good thing. Amen, right? Jesus is a good thing. But they say a little Jesus is a good thing. But it's, possibly, it's possible to be too moral. It's possible to be too straight-laced. Uh-oh. It's possible to be too pure. We've got to loosen up a bit. Amen? Anybody here think you need to loosen up a bit? Well, what they're really saying is this. You've got to mix in a little worldliness with your faith. Just mix it up a little bit. Come on, you don't got to be so straight-laced. You've got to loosen up. Amen? That's the wide road. That's what they call broad-mindedness. Amen? I know there's nobody here like that this morning. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. But then there's the narrow road. Amen? The narrow road. A little bit different. Now, there was a survey done about three years ago by the Barner Research Group of people in their 20s and 30s. Anybody here in your 20s and 30s? Oh, come on, you can be honest here this morning. Hallelujah. 20s and 30s. And this survey said that they were twice as likely to have viewed sexually explicit movies or videos. They were two and a half times more likely to have slept with somebody that they weren't married to. They were three times more likely to have viewed sexually graphic content online. Two-thirds of them viewed living together as being morally acceptable. Almost half of them believed homosexual relationships were okay. And 70% believe that morality was flexible and that there are no moral absolutes. That's the Broadway. Doesn't it sound like the world we live in today? It sounds exact, that, that was only two, three years ago. I'm sure that number has probably skyrocketed since then. That's the world that we live in today. It's very broad-minded. Not too many people on that narrow road. Not too many people on that narrow road. They tell you, don't go for such hard choices. Just go with the flow. Anybody ever tell you that? Just go with the flow. I'm here to tell you, you just go with the flow, you can end up out in the sea. Amen. If you get in any of the drainage ditches around here and you just go with the flow, you can end up out in the sea somewhere in the middle of nowhere by yourself, stranded in the middle of the ocean. It's the same way when it comes to Christianity. You can't just go with the flow of the world. If you call yourself a Christian, you call yourself a believer, you can't go with the flow of the world. You have to swim against it. Can I hear an amen? They say, go with the flow. And God, if he exists, hello, hello, He'll understand will he will god understand i pose that question to you here this morning will god understand well here in second corinthians chapter 6 verse 14 the bible says do not be yoked together with unbelievers for what do righteousness and wickedness have in common or what fellowship can light have with darkness what harmony is there between christ and belial what does a believer have in common with an unbeliever what agreement is there between the temple of god and idols For we are the temple of the living God, and God has said, I will live with them and walk among them, and I will be their God, and they will be my people. you got to make a choice. The narrow way and please God, or the broad way and end up somewhere you don't really want to be. Can I hear anybody ever end up somewhere you really didn't want to be because of a choice? Just me? Hallelujah, I ended up in the home. And I thank God for the home. Hallelujah, but not everybody has to end up in the home. You can make choices and you can make decisions today. You can make choices and you can make decisions today that are going to change your life forever. Can I hear an amen? amen? Matthew says you can't serve two masters. Either you will hate one and love the other or you'll be devoted to one and despise the other. You have to choose. You can't put it off and not make a decision. You can't sweep a decision under the carpet and say, well, if I just don't do nothing about it, it'll just go away. The whole situation will go away. How know the things like that don't go away. Can I hear an amen? The harder the choice, sometimes the harder it is to choose. Anybody ever had to make a hard choice? Anybody ever had to make a hard choice? Some of you guys had to make a hard choice here just coming to church this morning. Like Pastor was saying, it was raining outside, you're like, oh, man. And then that person called you and said, come on, I'm going to come pick you up. And you're like, oh, shoot. Right? Come on now. Praise the Lord. But some of them, some, some choices are hard. Amen. Some points, they're just like, oh my God, what am I going to do? But God knows that there's hard choices in this world, amen? God knows. God is, doesn't let us out here in this world to say, you know what, you got to go figure it out for yourself. You know, I'm just going to be here, and you got to go figure it out. you got to make all these hard choices on your own. He doesn't do that to us. Can I hear an amen? amen? But see, one thing that you have to do is you have to realize how important the decision is that you have to make. You have to realize that decisions are important. Decisions aren't just something that you do oh, it's either I do this or I do that. It really doesn't make a difference. Yes, it does make a difference. It can make a difference for your eternity, a decision that you make. You have to realize that we can't take both roads. Now, sometimes it won't be that hard to know which path is the right one. Amen? Because I know some decisions are easy. But again, there's some that are very, very hard. See, the more that we know God's word, the more time we spend in church and around other Christians, the more obvious the right choices will be here this morning. And that's one reason why you've got to get involved in a life group. When you begin to not just come to church, but you get to go to a life group, get involved in a life group, you know, somewhere close to your, your, your neighborhood, you're able to find out, you're able to get into God's word and find out what it is that God wants for your life. You're able to understand who God is and how he operates, amen? Then you're able to, to see what's right, what's wrong, and then when those decision times come, you're able to see, oh, I know what to do. I know what to do. And if you don't, you know where to go to find out what to do. You just go into God's word, amen? Amen? See, the problem often does not lie in knowing which road is the right one. Hello. Sometimes, we say that again, sometimes it's not knowing which road is the right one. The problem is facing the possibility that it's not going to be a fun trip. Hello. How many of know that sometimes some roads ain't very fun? Hallelujah. Some of them, we need a four-wheel drive. Amen. So we look at that road going, oh, my God, I got to go up that road. And you know it's the right road. You can look at it and say, I know that's the right way. But then we look at the other road, that wide road, the, one, the smooth one that just got paved the nice lines on the middle, got all those trees and the lights, like here on mission, amen, all that, the new road. And like, oh, I like that road, though. But we look at the other one and go, man, that's not going to be fun. So sometimes we make a decision, and we choose on our own to choose the other road, amen? See, the road can be hard, but the rewards are worth it, amen? Look at your neighbor and say, it's worth it. Don't let anybody ever fool you by telling you that serving Jesus is going to be easy. Did anybody ever tell you that serving Jesus was going to be easy? No? Good. Because if they did, they're lying. Amen. (laughs) Serving Jesus is, honestly, it's probably the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. But I'm telling you, it's the most rewarding thing I've ever done in my life. Amen. It's a narrow road. Look at your neighbor and say, it's a narrow road. And there's a reason few people choose it. But see, another thing is that Jeremiah also says that you have to ask for the good road. Amen. Amen. Because in that scripture, it said, ask for the good road. But he wouldn't have said, ask for the good road if there wasn't a good road. Amen? So he said to ask for it. Ask for the good road. Don't just look at the road. Again, sometimes we stand there and we look at the road. I go, oh, my God. I don't want to go up that road. Amen? Don't just look at it. Sometimes we need to ask somebody. Sometimes we need to ask counsel. Amen? We need to ask for some advice. Hallelujah. I know a lot of guys, we stand at those roads. Right? In the car. We stand there and we don't want to ask nobody for directions. Amen? But sometimes the choice will be hard to figure out by ourselves. we got to ask advice. we got to ask somebody for directions. Amen? Even though I've been a Christian, I've been saved for 17 years. I got saved in the men's home. Amen? I got saved in the men's home. And I've been up some really rough roads in my walk. You can ask Pastor Chris. He knows. Pastor Stevan knows my test. He knows exactly where I came from. He knows exactly what I went through. And it's been a rocky road. It's been a... I mean... I, I should have a monster truck for all the rough roads that I've had to travel in my 17 years. And in my, even though I've been saved 17 years, even though I've been around 17 years, I still don't know what to do sometimes. I still don't have the answer. I still don't know sometimes what road to go. So I have to ask. i got to get myself around people like Brother Greg. Brother Greg knows everything. And if he doesn't, he knows a guy. Amen. But i got to surround myself with people that have been around. People that are going to be able to counsel me and say, you know what, brother? Maybe you should do it. And brother, maybe you should do this. So why don't you pray about it? And let's, let's, let's see what God's word says about that. Amen? But sometimes we got to ask. But let me tell you, there's no shame in asking for directions. No shame in it. Proverbs 11:14 says, where there is no counsel, the people fall. But in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. Amen? A lot of times here, that's all we're looking for, right? We're looking for some safety within our lives. We're looking for something, you know, you know, I feel good about this. I feel good about this decision. Because sometimes when you've when you got to make a decision and you don't feel good about it, you don't feel good about it. You're like, oh, my God, what's going to happen? But we all want to be able to make decisions that we feel, you know what, I feel safe with this decision. I feel safe that the decision that I'm making is the right one, that this road I've decided to take myself and my family up is the right one. And you're going to find that in a multitude of counselors. That's one other reason to get involved in life groups. Because then you're around brothers and sisters. You're able to build relationships with people that are going to care about you. They're going to help you find out which road it is that God wants you to go up. Because how many know there's something we can't figure it out on our own? Amen. Is anybody, can anybody here figure it out, out on your own? All right, because if you could, I was going to say, I want to talk to you afterwards. Amen. <laughs> I, need to, I, I need to know. Hallelujah. But there's no shame in asking for directions. He says, ask where the good way is. Amen. Ask where the good way is. How many know that God has got a good way for us? He's got a path. He's got a road for us. It's good. It might not look good sometimes, but he's got a good way for us. But then the Bible also says, after you ask where the good way is, you have to do something. You have to walk in it. Amen? You have to walk in it. It's not just enough to say, I want to walk with Jesus. It's not just enough to say, I want to walk with Jesus. Because a lot of people come to the altar and they say, I want to walk with Jesus. They even say, oh, okay, good Lord, I give you my life. And that's as far as it goes. They ask where the good road is. They say, Jesus, where does he want me to go? Here I am, Lord. Where do you want me to go? And then it stops there. They never walk in it. So it's not just enough to say, I want to walk with you, Jesus. We have to decide. Because in your decision, your decision is an action. So, okay, I've decided. I've decided to walk with you, Jesus. I haven't just said it. I'm going to do it. Amen? So you can say you want to be a race car driver, but if you never take driver's education, right? You don't walk in it. Hallelujah. You say you want to be an astronaut, Right? but you never get yourself in a plane or anything else that goes up in the sky, you don't ever walk in it. So just saying it, I said I want to be a fireman. Hello, I'm standing behind the pulpit. I'm not a fireman. Why? Because I didn't walk in it. Amen? You have to walk in it. It's not just about saying it. I want to serve Jesus. Because everybody, there's a lot of people that, you, you, especially when you talk to them on the streets, you tell them about Jesus, say, yeah, I want to change. I want Jesus in my life. I want all that. That stuff sounds good. That's what I want but then they never respond. They never make that decision to say, okay, I'm going to do it. Can I hear an amen? I'm going to ask AJ to go ahead and come here this morning. Because I can talk all day, right? I can talk all day about wanting to serve Jesus. I can talk all day about, you know, uh, wanting to be right here at church all the time. I I can talk about all that stuff. I can talk, I can talk, I can talk. But until I walk the walk, I'm not going to go anywhere. You have to walk it. You can say, okay, God, where's the good path? Where's the road you want me to go, God? Where is this direction that you want me to go? God says, it's right there. And you say, okay. And then you just stand there looking at the road. You got to walk it. Just like Jesus did. Jesus had a a road to walk. He asked his father, okay, Lord. He knew exactly where he was supposed to go. He knew exactly what he was supposed to do. And then he walked in it. And that's what he asked us to do here this morning. See, the Zoad he talked a good talk, amen? but he didn't walk the walk. He had come to a crossroad in his life and he couldn't decide. But for us here this morning, it's a crossroad. Jesus tells us to pick up our cross and to follow him. It's a crossroad that we're asked to trod. Now, a lot of people come to a cross on the road in their lives. We've all either come to a cross on the road already or we're going to be coming to a cross on the road within our lives the cross stands there in our path or in your path and we know that we have to make a choice. We have to make a decision because Jesus is right there in their path. He's right there in this area where you have to make a decision. He's standing there at the crossroad and he's asking them, pick up your cross and follow me. But many people, again, I said just stop right there. They stand at their crossroad. They don't pick up the cross. They don't walk down His path. They just stand there in the road year after year. Year after year, standing there at their crossroads, never ever picking up His cross and following Him. But they talk a good talk. but never walk the walk. And sometimes they wonder, how come i never getting a breakthrough? How come I'm not experiencing the blessings of God like all these other people? How come I'm always going through the same things? How come, where's God? Where's Jesus? Where's all this stuff I was told about? It's right there. It's at the cross. All you gotta do is pick it up. There's only one road, God said. And Jesus said, it's me. I'm it. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. don't just stand there in the road some of you here this morning maybe you've already made that decision you've already accepted the lord jesus christ into your life you're saved you've been set free but you still got decisions to make that was the best decision you'll ever make and maybe even here this morning you've never made that decision you've never decided to have jesus as your personal savior you just maybe you're here a guest this morning god bless you that you're here maybe somebody brought you this morning you're saying you know what I need to make that choice. We've all gotta make that choice. Because one day, we won't be able to make that choice anymore. Because tomorrow is not promised to any man. You might not be able to choose tomorrow. A lot of people say, hey, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it the next day. You guys ever remember that commercial in the past? There's always tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. No, the Bible says that tomorrow is promised to no man. Today is the day of salvation. We all have to choose. So whether it's the choice to finally allow him to come into your life and to give you that freedom that he's always wanted for you, or if maybe you're already saved, you've already been set free, but you still got decisions in your life, you still got choices to make, those choices, it's going to be your eternity, even after you get saved. Even after you get saved, you still got important choices to make for your eternity, for your family's eternity, for your children's eternity. Your choices. Some people think, well, you know, it's, it's not that big a deal. Either way I choose, nah, it's not going to make a difference. It's going to make a difference. Especially in your children's life, those of you who have children. Your choices will affect their lives for a long time. I know. I'm blessed that my children, I mean, they're not out there doing the things I did. They might not be in church this morning, but they're not out there doing the things I did. The things that I did, I could have destroyed their lives. And I thank God that one day I decided, I decided, I made a choice. Even though I was sitting in a jail cell, I still made a decision, and I chose to serve Jesus Christ for the rest of my life. For the rest of my life. Because of that choice, my kids don't have to be drug addicts. Because of that choice, my kids don't gotta be out there running the streets. My kids have an opportunity to live a life that God has always destined for them. And I'm praying for that. They're all saved. They've all accepted the Lord Jesus Christ in their life. They just might not be here this morning, but it's okay. Like Pastor was saying this morning, I dedicated them, even though they were you know, they were in their teens, amen, when they came in the church. We still dedicated them. We still, they belong to God. So God is going to bring them one day. They're going to be here. And they reverence God. They know God. But it's because of the decision that I made and my wife made years ago. And we're going to serve God. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. today is the day of salvation again here maybe this morning you don't know Jesus Christ as your savior you have an opportunity this morning to make the greatest decision of your life to make the greatest choice you can ever make the greatest choice you can ever make hallelujah and I believe that here this morning there's people that are going through something this morning you got some very heavy decisions you got to make within your life with your children, maybe with family members maybe even with your marriage I don't know. But I know that we all, go, we all stand at that crossroads sooner or later. God is saying, okay, you have to choose. You've got to choose which road. For some of us, it's going to be the devil or it's going to be Jesus. Which road are you going to choose? For some of us, it's just going to be, is my marriage worth it? You know, am I going to go get high tonight? Am I going to take another drink? Whatever it might be wherever you're at God is right there going to be right there in the middle of your decision if you allow him to and here this morning would you go ahead and stand with me here this morning this afternoon whatever decision it is you have to make if it's for salvation this morning you say you know what I need Jesus in my life I want to make this decision I want to choose life because the way I've been going it's been all about death I don't want to go down that road. I want to go down the good road that God has for me. Even if it's going to be a rough one. Even if it's not going to be a fun trip. I'm going to get myself in a life group so that that road can be a little bit smoother. We're here this morning. I'm going to open up the altars. And I'm going to ask you just to come. Whatever decision it is you have to make this morning, I want to pray with you. The leaders, we want to play with you this morning. Because we want to see you reach your full potential. In Jesus, change.